0: This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Two, The Winter Palace. Chapter Six. The thing about silence, Assam thought to himself, is that it isn't really an on-or-off sort of thing. There's much more to it than whether or not you can hear anything. After all, there's always something to hear, even if only silence. Silence has layers, and variety, just as much as noise does. Assam had discovered this by degrees. He lay there on his back in the underworld with a damp rag folded over his eyes, and he thought about all the different silences he could recall. That angry silence, filling every room in the house like smoke when his parents were having an argument. And then there was the silence when he awoke in his room in the middle of the night, the whole house awake around him. A patient, watchful silence that made him long for the days when he was younger and allowed to crawl into his parents' bed in the middle of the night. And yet that middle night silence was the very opposite of the comfortable, early morning silence when he, in the very same bed, in the same room, in the same house, would awake, without fear or concern, and lie on his side watching the dark windows of his room turn pale with early grey light. And there was one silence that he knew better, trusted more than any other, the silence within himself, a silence so familiar that it was almost a physical place, A location, a little room that he could step into when he needed to, a place where he could think and the answers would come to him, a place where he could listen, and, in time, secrets would be unraveled, and even lost things could be found once more. He'd known about this silence his whole life, since early on he'd known that it wasn't something he could explain to anyone, let alone tell them about. Once— When he'd been very young, he'd asked his babysitter a question. Assam had heard something, something inside her thoughts, something about a boy, and so he'd asked her about it. She stared at him a little oddly at first, as though he were making a joke. Then she asked him what he knew. So he told her what he'd heard. She stopped him before he could finish, sent him into the other room to watch a video. Even over the cartoon noise of the television, he heard her crying in the kitchen. He was afraid to go and talk to her again. After that, his parents had to find a new babysitter. She suddenly had become very busy. His mother and father thought him clever, perceptive, words like gifted, an intuitive showed up often on his report cards. His friends didn't seem to notice that he was much different from them, and perhaps he wasn't really. They each had their own gifts, when it came right down to it. His sister, on the other hand, she seemed not only to know about the silence within him and what it needed, she also understood what he could do with it. Although, of course, she'd never spoken to him about it. It was one of the few subjects upon which she was uncharacteristically silent. There was a silence in the room he was in right now. A broad, restless thing that reminded him of lying in the doctor's office on that fussy, papered covered table, waiting. It was the silence, the unique silence, created by a grown-up and a child in the same room, one of them waiting for something to happen hoping the other would do something, and that it would be soon. And, in that silence, something changed. His mind started to come alive. It was as if his thoughts were cleaner, crisper somehow, as if someone had thrown open the windows in that silent place inside him, letting the air and the light in. He'd always been able to listen. Now he could see as well. He heard the old man sigh and, in his mind, a psalm saw him there as clear as anything. He saw everything. The wooden chair, the hands folding down the dog-eared corner of a page, the rag, white with a faded pattern that might have once been leaves or ivy, the water in the silver bowl, specks of something that looked like dried grass floating on the surface, dark green stones at the bottom. "'Wring the rag out, place it back over the boy's eyes, his eyes once more before getting back to the book. "'He saw it all, but only in flashes, as though the room were lit by lightning. "'He saw it all.' "'Assam took a deep breath and held it, turning around slowly in the new place he'd just discovered inside.' You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by TM Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp, and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. To receive permission, handwrite your request on a single sheet of paper and fold it carefully into a clean white envelope addressed to the attention of the author. Place the envelope outside the back door of your home and wait for a response. Don't worry, the foxes know where to find him.